everyone, and welcome back to the Command Your Brand show. I'm your host, Jeremy Ryan Slate, the CEO of Command Your Brand. And uh, we help CEOs and founders to make a really big impact out there in the world. If you want to grab our new book, which was ranked number one in the PR category on Amazon, head over to bestpodcastbook.com. That's bestpodcastbook.com. Also, a reminder, if you're brand new to the show, to like this video, leave a comment, and also to smash that subscribe button if you want to take command of your brand and figure out how to get your message out there in a better way. Um, our guest today, I am very excited for. He has been in the podcast world for a very long time. He's also somebody that knows a thing or two about building wealth and creating impact. Uh, Damian Lupa, welcome to the show, man. Jeremy, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So so Damian, um, for people that may not be familiar with you and, and your work, man, tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, yeah, so I mean, the the project that I've been working on for the last couple of years uh, is called FrameTech. It's a construction disruptor. And the over the last twenty years, I've launched seventy plus businesses and built them from zero up to as high as nine plus figures. So this is this is really all of that. The last twenty years coming together, building something that I see as probably the most substantial, impactful uh, project that I've ever had the opportunity to take a part in. And and we're we're basically helping to solve the housing problem, the shortage that we've got, which is a massive problem. Probably just about everybody listening can can think about that and go, yeah, that actually is a problem. I've heard about that in the news or had a hard time building a house. So that's the project I get to work on here in, in Arizona. And really as it rolls out across the country, it's it's a it's a, a project that impacts the, the the whole country. So I guess let's talk about that too, because I think when people when people don't understand construction, you know, whether you're investing in construction or whether you're running a company or something like that, there, there's a, a few big problems. One of you mentioned is the housing crisis. Um, another thing is as well is like, there's just a lot of sunk cost um, in those businesses as well. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Like when you, you look at frame tech, you know, what are those big problems and, 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 you know, what's exciting about frame tech in comparison? Well, there's a there's a like there's a long list of problems in construction. One of the problems is after 2008, you had a lot of people that and a lot of companies that left the industry. They just stopped. They said, okay, mm. well, we get, we're we're done. We get we bankrupted, or it just became too hard. So you had a lot of the supply chain that left. And specifically, when you're talking about building framed houses or apartments, you've got normally traditionally there's a bunch of people out there swinging hammers in the sun or in the cold, and it's a brutal process. Mm -hmm. So you've got you've got less and less people that really want to be a, doing those type of projects you know, more and more people want to do coding they want to do things that are really not out in the elements where they're getting their their butt kicked and so you've got a lack of people wanting to do it and and a huge problem in this industry is you you've got delays you've got it's mm -hmm. it's hard to it's hard to predict when you're building a project if and when people are going to show up whether the weather is going to cooperate whether it's going to rain or snow or we had a sort I, i'm of, laughing because you're saying this to me on a day that this actually happened so we've been on like construction on our bathroom for for a year they took our, our our not for a year since september they're turning our our single bathroom and expanding into a half bath and everything else and it's kind of been like some days they show up some days they don't today they're like it may or may not snow so we're not coming so i i totally get you man <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? And, and you're, you're out in, in the Northeast and some people would say, well, that, you know, the, the, maybe the problems are different. They're actually the same problems everywhere. You've got mm. in Arizona, we had a freaking hurricane that came in in the middle of us building our facility. And it, I mean, it, I call it a hurricane. It was sideways rain that we have at, as we were pouring concrete. So you always have these elements. You're always dealing with this and, and it puts, it puts a lot of pressure on trying to time everything. So one of that's one of the problems. How do you organize timeframes so you can line people up? So you're not wasting time. If you've got a project and you're delayed that's just costing a builder money which ultimately costs the person buying the house more money because it costs more for the house 
So our, our whole project was how do we streamline the whole process of framing and make this predictable? And, and so ultimately what this looks like is we're building the, the house, all the pieces of the bones, the floors, the roofs, the, the walls inside of a, a facility. And then we take that and then we put it together on site and it's mm. our team. So it's, it's sort of the framing is vertically integrated. And what that means is builders, developers can say, okay, here's a house, here's an apartment that we want you to build. And within two weeks, they have the whole house framed on site. That usually takes two to three months, and wow. it's very unpredictable when it's going to happen. We can tell them with precision within a 48-hour window, here's exactly when your the house is going to be framed up. So they say, wow, okay, well, that's one problem you just solved, and then there's a whole bunch more. But that that starts the conversation where they say, okay, how fast can I get in line to, to, to buy your product? So I got a, a couple really interesting questions on that one because he really got my my brain turning now because I'm trying to I'm trying to like visualize what this process looks like, but I I do have to say I was dying when you talked about sideways rain because I could only think of that scene in Forrest Gump when he's like mm -hmm. we had a little bit of stinging rain we had fat rain skinny rain even rain that looked like it was coming up from the ground, um anyway, <laughs> um but I guess talking about that Damien like. What does that process look like then? Because it's you see traditional framing, like I, I have an idea of what that looks like. So is this like you're building a facility and logistics is a really big part of it. So then it's kind of important, you know, where each is being built or what does that like process side of things look like? So what we did is we we took a lot of innovation. We have our our team that the, the co-founders with me have been in, involved in in trust building and manufacturing for 50 years since the 70s, mm -hmm. literally since before you and I were alive. They were building these things. And what they did is they took all of their experience and they said, how can we automate a ton of this and use technology? So like one of the things that we did is we built this patented process to have almost no waste. So when wow. we bring, when we buy boards and we're putting our stuff together, we don't have, we have literally virtually no waste. And normally it's 15 to 20 of the wood is thrown away. The dumpsters you see. How do you, how do, you do that? Because I guess like when you look at it, like it's like, yeah. you know, you cut it or you cut it wrong or like maybe like, okay, the piece wasn't long enough. Like obviously it's patented. So you can probably only say so much, but like, how do you, how do you save that much? Well, the, the great thing is when you have a patent, it's all public. So we can just talk okay. about it. And so that, that's actually fine. It's not like, oh, it's a secret black box and nobody can know. Okay, cool. <laughs> you can see the plans on the, on, the, on the patent site with the government. But well, I guess that goes to show you I'm not a lawyer. So there we go. Well, you, you know, it's funny. People will say we have a secret trade. And then you're like, what is it? I can't tell you. Just, you know, just be a part of this. You're like, well, I don't know what I'm getting involved with. Well, I can tell you normally what happens if you have like a, a 10 foot wall, you have to buy, say, 12 foot boards and then you cut off two feet of them. And that's all mm -hmm. just waste. It just goes into a dumpster. Our process uses a, uses a thing called a finger jointer, where basically we, we attach the ends of each of these boards together and we glue it. So mm -hmm. what happens is you have a stronger board and this happens on job sites. It's already being used, been used for a long time. We're doing that in the factory. What does that mean? It means that we can buy any size board, take those boards, run them together, and we have one continuous infinite board, and then we cut it exactly to length. So we don't have a two-foot piece missing. We have no foot, no feet missing. Yeah. The only thing we we have like a corner cut, and that might be a, a tiny amount. So instead of 15 or 20%, we might lose 1%. Mm. And so that's that's part of the technology. Interestingly enough, people say, well, you're gluing these pieces together. Is that safe? And the reality is it's actually stronger because the glue and the joint is stronger than the board itself. So we have this process that eliminates waste, makes it stronger, makes it more precise. And we can buy basically any size board that's available on the market, which means we don't have to buy a 12 foot board. We can buy all the six foot boards. So we save money there too. So we're, mm -hmm. we're able to do it more cost effectively, faster, more precise. Like every part of the process is better inside this system. So let me, let me ask you this too, because now my, my brain's looking at logistics. Like, I guess, how does that work? Cause like, 
Like I've seen like, you know, you're on the highway and you see somebody that, that has like a modular house built, right? Like, and you're like, oh, there's that one part. They're going to connect it to the other part. So I guess, how does that work when you're, when you're talking about framing? Are these like full framing pieces that are going out or do they go out more like it's like a Lego set and it's like, okay, you put one to, to two to three and then, and then we, and then we put it together. What does that look like? Yeah. So here's one of the cool things about integrating the whole process. We, we have all these, we build each of the wall pieces, each of the floor pieces, the floor trusses and the, and the roof trusses. And so we have all these pieces and then we load them on our semis on the flatbeds and we have them in a specific order. So they show up on the job site. We have a team of five guys that builds, that puts these things together. Ooh, and oh, in, so they're in the order. They would have to come off the truck. That's exactly. really smart, man. That, that handles a lot of waste, like waste right. of time. A ton of wasted time. And people are like, well, which, which piece is going where? I mean, it's, it's probably, they probably would double the amount of time, at least just putting mm -hmm. pieces, moving them. We touch them one time, they pick them up, they put them in place. So we know exactly where they're going and, and how they're going together. So that's the process. Nobody's ever done anything like this before. Wow. We're, we're putting it all together. So the efficiencies, you can just literally, we take, somebody gives us plans, Jeremy, and, and we take those plans, we convert them inside of our plant, we build all the pieces and we frame the thing. It's approximately two weeks, sometimes less. Normally that's a two to three month process. So we're shaving wow. off 75 to 80% of the time and it's better quality. So just imagine how big of a deal that is. It changes yeah. the industry. So let me ask you this then, because I, I imagine like geographical limits would be like one of the things that would slow you down. Um, so are like, I guess, Number one, like, do you currently have facilities in different loca locations? Number two, is that kind of part of the expansion plan of building other, because then you can get to places faster, right? Like if you want to go to Wisconsin, it's going to take you a long time from, from uh, Arizona. But if you want to go to Colorado, you can get there quick. So I guess, like, what does that look like? It's actually the, the same problem that mattresses used to have. And now they don't because they ship UPS in a box because they're all mm. shrunk, you know, shrink wrapped. But normally you would have a facility within every major metropolis would have a mattress facility because of the logistics of shipping. Similar situation here within our plants serve 200 miles. And that's just because we can get our stuff on site, start doing it and then bring the truck back. If you go beyond that logistically, you can do it. You could go a thousand miles, but it becomes cost prohibitive. So we have, for example, in Arizona, our first plant comes online in approximately six months. The second one that's about 150 miles south of the first plant in Arizona comes online in 2025. So these two plants will cover 95 to 99% of the population in Arizona. That that's ideally what we're doing. We're picking wow. we're picking population centers or locations where we can serve a big part. In Texas, we'll have one that's sort of in between Dallas and Houston that will cover Houston, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio. It'll cover. It'll be a mega plant. It'll cover the entire state, so 22 million people get to participate. But it is very it's localized, and we pick places, quite frankly, that are business friendly. And so the rollout plans across the country, you can imagine, they're kind of mostly along the south because that's where people are flooding in. That's where mm -hmm. they're very pro business. But they are it's it's within 200 miles is typically what we're, we're targeting. So, so let me ask you this too, because I guess whenever you're expanding, like, um, you know, an endeavor, like, you know, one of the most important things is like, who are the opinion leaders? How should I connect with them? How should I get out there? And I guess for you guys, it's, it's probably like, you know, builders in different States, whether it's, you know, here in New Jersey, we have toll brothers is one of the big ones or, or K or one of those. So I guess like, what does that look like for you guys? Are you looking at like building relationships with builders to expand or what does that look like? So really what what's interesting is the market is begging for this this solution everywhere and, mm -hmm. and we have we have builders all over the country that have picked picked up what we're doing and they've caught wind of it and they're asking when can I order and we're saying well, we're we're not literally delivering in Montana we're not even building in Montana or or where wherever it is so the builders are hearing about it and they're coming and they're knocking and we we have builders in Arizona 
almost every day reaching out saying, when can I order? So really, we know where the populations are growing. We know where these this is needed. And these these builders can't get the trusses. They can't get the labor fast enough. So we we know that the demand is built up and pent up, and it will be for, for years and years and years. So it's the, the builders are, are basically just waiting. We've got three public companies that have already voiced interest in buying out the entire operation because wow. they want the capacity. And we said, you, that, yeah, you can't have all the capacity. You, you literally can be a customer. We'd love to have you. Uh, but the the reality is it's it's desperately needed. So it doesn't matter whether it's Texas or Florida or North Carolina, some of the markets we're going to expand into, there's there's this built up demand and it will continue because the population is moving into these places. And I imagine too, for for you guys, since you are so processed, um, like another thing that would be a big issue in like, you know, putting framing together would be like, you know, just the raw materials. So I guess in that too, you're probably able to do your your orders and things differently. Is, is that correct? Yeah, I mean, one of the great things about having people, there, there was a company that tried to do something similar and it was a bunch of Google guys and they thought we're super high tech and we got all our money from Google, our Google bucks. And they went out and got their butts kicked. And I think they, they ended up burning like a billion dollars just making, because they had no industry experience. So we come into this into this space with guys that have been around for 20, 30, 40, even 50 years with relationships with all the wood suppliers. So that that can be a, a bottleneck if you don't have those relationships. These deep relationships mean that we we know where our wood's coming from. Most of the wood comes from Canada. We've got those suppliers. We go direct to them. So we've got a lot of built-in efficiencies because of multi-decade relationships that makes the business really a unicorn. Uh, it's kind of funny because normally you hear the word unicorn, you think a billion dollars. Yes. Right now, the, the organization's worth, it, it, it was just appraised. It's right at 500 million and we're not online yet. So that this truly is a unicorn when we're online. It'll be we expect it to be worth about two billion dollars in Arizona. So that's what happens when you you solve such a big problem. You have this massive value because you've created so much value. That's and I guess in terms of like when you're looking at the type of like building that you're doing, um, I, I imagine like it probably makes sense to focus on some markets over others. Like, are there certain types of buildings you're you're focusing focusing more on? And and I guess in the future, do you see yourself? adding other verticals, like maybe, you know, um, okay, we're doing wood framing. We might add like, you know, steel framing in the future. Like, like what does all that look like? So right now this, this is narrowly, and, and this is all about the niche. Like what's the problem, the niche that we can solve. And, and our, our solution is for really houses and apartments. We can do hotels up to a certain height because you get, you get hotels that are, you know, 10, 15 stories. You're, you're looking at steel infrastructure. You need things that have more structural ability to control, you know, the weight. Uh, in in ours, we're looking at apartments that are up to say four stories, which is most of the apartment structures that are being built in the United States. Mm -hmm. Apartments are even better because they're more efficient. You have literally a hundred houses all stuck together on one piece of property, which is basically what an apartment is, 100, 200, 500. So this this works for for houses and apartments for the most part and some some smaller hotels the the interesting thing is when we're full when we're online and in full capacity in Arizona we will literally only be able to serve about 3 to 5% of the of the market of mm -hmm. what's happening so it, when you start thinking about that you realize we don't really need to go out and dominate all these different things I sure. think they'll naturally come into play. And people have said, what about things like the other trades, like plumbing and electrical? Could those things be expanded? Yeah. Here's the cool thing. The plant that we built is, is basically a model that we're, we're building over and over again. So it's kind of like a franchise. Mm -hmm. When you have that, you don't have to re-engineer everything. So it, it makes it a lot faster to go and expand and roll it out. And then we mm -hmm. solve that one problem that serves everybody else. I think that's the thing that's really exciting to me is like the thing that I see is like, you know, you pick a geographic area to start. 
um, really smart to start in a warm environment too, because it's going to be easier for construction. But I guess like the the other part of it is as well is like you could just you know put hubs in various places, and it's a way to expand really really quickly, and and you know even I guess opening an opportunity to others or something like that if you want to do it. And I guess getting into kind of the investment half of that as well, like there are multiple hats that you wear, and I guess another thing that that you look at is you're excited about you know, what you're doing at Frametech also as, as an investment too. So I guess, what does that fit, that part of things look like as it connects to, um, you know, the retirement side of things? Well, so, so my partner, David, well, retirement I, investing, sorry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, my partner, David Morris and I were looking at the, the work we were doing with people's retirement accounts through EQRP over the years. And we said, what can we do to help these people with their retirement money doing something outside of Wall Street? Because they, people get control of their retirement money through the EQRP that we set up for years. And then they're sort of stuck and they're like looking for deals. And so we said, okay, well, what's what's out there? And so we spent a number of years looking. And and what what is what happened, this all came together because of relationships, 25-year relationships, where we said this is literally the perfect thing to be able to offer to people in our community. It's really an institutional quality investment for uh in private equity for accredited people, for the everyday average person that's saying, I don't want to be in stocks necessarily. I want to be a part of something where I can be, I can be building something. Like it's it's actually meaningful. And interestingly enough, when you do when you do something that's very meaningful, sometimes there's an opportunity to make an incredible return when you build something that's that's like the secret in america i think like what you're doing mm -hmm. you're building a company when you go build something there's this incredible opportunity if you just go buy something and speculate and say i hope it goes up that's different than going out and building something from the ground up mm -hmm. and that's what we're doing we're building from the ground up so all the investors that come in and they say I want to be a part of building this with you. And so we've we've worked with our community and the people that say, I want to, I want to invest in something outside of the S&P 500. And they get an opportunity to do very, very well with their money. And it's very real. They can put their mm -hmm. arms around it. They can walk into it and say, oh, I can touch this. This is, I get what you're doing. It's not some black box that is mysterious that they don't really understand. Everybody can understand a wall and a floor and the shortage of people wanting to go out in the in the elements. So it's an incredible opportunity for people to be able to participate. And that's that continues as we mm -hmm. as we continue to build people have the opportunity to invest in it well i think the thing that excites me about that too is like if you look at it like you know you had a lot of speculation um you know with people investing in derivatives and all these different things and like i don't know i feel like that's very predatory in a lot of ways right because you're you're, you're looking at well how are the loans packaged and how are these different like so i feel like that kind of bugs me a little bit but if i look at like you know what you're talking about also comparing it to you know building a business is like you're actually investing in someone building end value, not just gambling, right? And I think that's what's really exciting to me. And I think really when you when you look at the best money spent, it's in someone producing something, man. That, all day long. Whenever I'm looking at things that I'm investing in, if, if my money's going into something, I'm investing in something that's being built. I'm investing in the people and the idea that's going to solve a problem. When somebody says, hey, you can make a bunch of money with this, I go, who is it? And they're like, well, it doesn't really matter. That, you know, it's these guys, they've been doing this for a year. And I go, I'm out. Like, I mm -hmm. want people that have been doing it for, for you know, longer than one season. Like, hey, you better be, have been doing this the last three presidential cycles, not the last, you know, city council cycle. Like, I want you to be in this thing for a long time. And I want to be a part of something that that matters. It's the speculating thing. It's unfortunately we've we've all been trained to do that. You go into the stock market and it goes up and it goes down, and it's literally a casino. And I think people are tired of that. I've just watched people over the years say it freaks me out. Like whether I'm up or I'm down, I'm scared. I'm not going to have enough, and I'm going to run out of money before I run out of life. And so this gives people an opportunity to be a part of something that's predictable. They can say, okay, I get to be a part of this thing that's being built. We know that there's going to be 
never ending demand. I mean, whether you love it or hate it, there's like several million people that came across the border that are going to need housing in America. Like mm -hmm. in the last couple of years, that just added more pressure to the demand that's needed. So we have this incredible problem and, and we, we solved this little piece of it and it ends up being a huge opportunity. Mm -hmm. So it's, I, I just think that from my experience, watching people get excited about being a part of, of solving something, not just throwing their money, hoping it gets bigger. They actually see how it's going to happen and how they're impacting the 200 families that we hire, 200 people mm -hmm. per facility, these communities that where, where people are, they need the jobs. They're outside of major metropolises. So in, in more rural areas, we're creating jobs. It's like literally building America back again in reality. Yeah, I, I love that too. Like we had a, a client that we worked with um, last year. We're still really good friends. It's just we're not doing a campaign for them right now. And uh, part, part of their investment line is they actually um, are building homes and stuff in South America. And the way they actually run it is people invest so that the homes get built. And then they set they set the payments for people that are, you know, paying for these homes at well below market value. So the investors are still making money, but people are getting affordable housing to like actually take care of their families. And like, to me, that's really exciting, man. When everybody can like make a profit, but at the same time, you're helping somebody. I, I think you're hitting on something. And there's been this buzzword about stakeholders and, and equity and all this stuff in the last few years. And what's really cool is when I say every, all the stakeholders win in this, in, in this whole thing, the investors, the community, the employees, the, like everybody is winning the environment. Mm -hmm. this, these plants are lead gold. So I mean, we have, they're all solar based. So almost all the electricity comes from solar. So like all the things that we're doing, we're being very mindful that there's, it's not a win-lose. It's not like trading commodities where there's a winner and there's a loser. You buy an option, somebody wins, somebody loses. Here, everybody purposefully is winning. And that's, I mean, we've designed the whole thing so that everybody's, everybody's, everybody's together. They're all, nobody's saying, well, you got more than me. They're just like, man, I'm so glad we're doing this together. So it's, it's a very cool thing. And I think the more that businesses focus on everybody winning together, I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see a resurgence of, of what America was. I think that mm -hmm. there's more of that to come because we're, we're building and winning together. Very cool. Damien, it's a very exciting project you're working on, man. For people that, uh, you know, want to connect with you, want to find out more about what you're doing, how's it going to be the, the best way for our, our viewers and uh, listeners to find you? Uh, best thing to do is check, check me and check the company out at frametech.com. That's frametec.com and come check it out. There's a, there's a cool little video. That's like a, a four minute video that you can see exactly what we've been describing that we built and people can see that and they can connect with me. And, and you, here's another cool thing. You get excited. You're like, Hey, I want to go see what's happening. What's being built in America. Come out to Arizona, come visit the plant. Like the team is here. We, we actually have our investors coming in and people that are curious, they poke around. So it's, it's something you can actually go and you're, you're near Sedona and some beautiful places in Arizona. So it's a good place, especially in January, February, whenever you are looking at this, you get to leave the snow and the ice and you come someplace where it's, it's actually sunny. So that's, that's what I would suggest. Come check it out. Come see what's, what's being built. It's, it's actually pretty inspiring. Very cool. Damien Lupo. Thanks for joining me today, man. Thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And for everybody watching reminder, if you're brand new to this channel, like this video, leave us a comment, let us know what you thought. Also smash that subscribe button. If you want to command your brand to make a bigger impact out there and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for hanging out.